Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Hold up. But that's what it is. You always say call a spade a spade. If you don't have the potential, then fuck it. Yeah. Oh shit, I messed up already. Oh shit, so. Oh my god. But they know they're not buried material. Exactly. Oh my god. Podcasting is therapy for me. I mean, I really don't do it for no other reason because I just like being honest and telling my truth in hopes that it'll help people be more transparent and honest about what it is they like, what it is they love, what it is they hate. I mean, if we can't be honest with ourselves, then what the fuck are we doing? You are now listening to The Reality Is. What up, world? This is Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is, where filtering becomes extinct. We're not doing an introduction. I have Artesia here as my cause. You gonna say something? Yes, I am. I okay. was about to say for the real spill. Yeah, for the real spill. And I'm gonna tell you why we we always call it the real spill, but we also got our producer Spider on the board. How you doing, man? All good. All right, now CC, CC Lions. Well, first of all, CC, when you hear this one, you just fucked up our first recording. <laughs> we, had re- we had to do, we had to record it over. And you know, she left, she left the shades in the studio. She came back before you know we started. Then she thought she left the phone. Mm-hmm. So I heard somebody knocking at the door, and I was like, who the fuck is this knocking at the motherfucking door? I already knew it was But her. it was on us, you know. She thought she forgot her phone. Spider forgot to turn on the thing. The on-air light. Yeah, and then I didn't, you know, I normally check and make sure everything's So, you know, we all fucked up, Cece. We in the boat with you with this. Just don't knock at the door again. Why the mic is on? <laughs> no, I'm playing with you. <laughs> So I love the book. You know, mm-hmm. I told you, Arteezy, before we started doing the podcast, I was like, what am I going to talk to her about? Because I didn't buy the book mm-hmm. and I never buy the book for authors who come on the podcast because for me, I'm like, if I read the book, then what am I interviewing you for? Right. Now, I understand you interview to let other people know about the yeah. book and what's going on, but I like to interview people blindly. That way I can ask questions that aren't created or written down. And I think that works for you. But for those of us that like to do our research, I was kind of... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you should have bought the fucking no, book. I, no, really. But I just, I knew I wasn't going to have the time to commit to actually reading it because I am in the, I, like, I just moved. Yes, so. you did. Congratulations. Yes, thank you. I'm so excited about it. And we can talk about that later. But I knew I was going to be able to read the book, so I kind of felt bad, and I didn't know what to expect just mm-hmm. gauging, you know, because sometimes yeah. communicating with people via email is yeah. different, but I will say she was a refreshing surprise. So is that your card or my card that you just put into my book as a, as a book? This is cover. This Hold is it. your card that I just put into your copy of the book that I'm going to take and read because I know I'll actually get done with it pretty quick. So are you saying that I wouldn't? 
Are you trying to say that I can't read? No, you can Are you can trying read. to talk about black business in front of a white man no. and spider in the studio? I'm just playing. Because you know a lot of people this talk. This is going totally left. No, the reason I did that too, and, and the reason, and we'll talk about Kanye a little bit later, but the reason I did that is because so many people are saying, why are black people talking about Kanye the mm-hmm. way they're talking about him in front of America, letting people know how we feel? Yeah. Some things you can't hide. But we're going to talk about that later, and uh, Spider's going to chime in. CC Lines, I haven't read the book, but I did enjoy the interview because mm-hmm. she was open-minded. Exactly. She was great. Very open. And when I when I watched her on Red Boy show, she seemed like very clean cut mm-hmm. and like Christian based. Mm-hmm. And you know I don't do. But Christian it just goes stuff. to show it's all about people's perception exactly. because even when she said here, she was like, "Oh, I didn't know." And thank God, because I think we did some uh, raw recording before. Yeah. And yeah. she was like, "Oh, thankfully my language was clean." And then that's when you were like, "It doesn't matter." Fuck so shit, she kinda, bitch. She kind of let loose after that. Fuck shit, bitch. I said all the time. You can say all the cuss words. You can say the worst ones. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not disrespecting nobody and being racist towards blacks, whites, or anybody, you cool here. Okay. We just don't do disrespect. But we can have any no other disrespect. Com- no disrespect will be tolerated. Oh Lord <laughs> Jesus. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I, that's just what I thought about I know. when you said that. I'm sorry. The lamest nigga ever said that. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I did enjoy CC Line, so definitely go get her book. CC, I appreciate you for coming through. We appreciate the knowledge mm-hmm. um, that you came in and you dropped. Um, and I'm excited to dive into the book. I'm going to actually start this tonight. You are? Yes. All right. Well, you have at that. So I wanted to talk about the lack of a black presence in Dallas because, you know, I got the little commercial out on the reality is and I had it on the Instagram stories. And I talked about that with the homie Naj mm-hmm. of the Mind Over Matter podcast out of D.C. when I was there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've gotten some pushback where people was like, what do you mean a lack of black presence in Dallas? And I'll explain myself unlike Kanye did. So okay. I can clarify this so I don't get on. I feel like all signs point to Kanye. It does right now. <laughs> I mean, he 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 painted a he did had a, a broad brush stroke this week. Yeah, he did. But for me, I feel like a lack of black presence in Dallas meaning there are black people here. And you'll have people that'll say something like they're not black enough. Mm-hmm. Well, I won't say that the black people here aren't black enough, but I think they're trying to wear two different hats. Mm-hmm. They want to be black because they are black, mm-hmm. but they want to make sure they're staying in tune with black culture. And but in white it. America, they it almost feels like they shun it or they, you know, they don't really bask in it as much as they would bask in it around black people. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing about me is I can't hide my blackness. I have dreads. I have 37 tattoos. There's no way that I could hide my black. Yes, there are connect they're all individual ones in connection and what they mean i must have missed that on time no you just didn't pay attention to my body like no. you should have wait a minute yeah. wait 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 we throwing shots i don't know if we you got a, a machine gun uh <laughs> uh a uh, push button in there spider we, but if you do you can push that gonna, button because i'm shooting shots there. right now we're not going there right now <laughs> so i pay but, very close attention yeah I just but you know I did you did thirty seven because tattoos. I did have sleeves. This is a tattoo mm-hmm. of its own. This is I mean, a tattoo I of its that. own. I know These, each tattoo. Okay. I was with you. They're individual. They're so. their own. And I got them all. I just got a lot at one time. I know, and it just didn't seem like thirty seven tattoos to me. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I got them on my arm, but inside I was of my arm, very well of my aware arm, on my chest, my of shoulder, where my back. all of your tattoos are located. Okay. Let's just get that straight. All okay, right. if continue. I mean, you talking? Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> so the lack of Dallas presence to me, and I mean, first of all, don't don't you feel like it is? Yes, I definitely do. So I feel like it is because, like I said, when you go to places like D.C., Philadelphia, places like that, it's like they're unapologetically black. And I think that's the big thing because it's like, yeah, you can count how many black people are here, mm-hmm. and you say, yeah, it's the number of black people Pres- that yeah. are here. But when we're talking about it, it's like the black culture. Like the actual some of y'all are still mentally some of y'all are still mentally tamed. Yes, and most people are just concerned about um, elevation and being elite or part of the elite group of and, black individuals here. In and Dallas. what they don't understand is they are conforming at the same time. Exactly. And that conformity that doesn't mean to white culture or to white anything. That just means you're conforming to whether it's corporate or whatever realm Any, or lane that you're trying to be in. Anytime you have to be mindful of what you're saying or what you're doing around certain people, you aren't being true to yourself yes and that's me like i just i just talk the way i talk like even when i'm talking to my managers that they ask me prime example when i told you at my job i felt like now being in a management position where i'm walking into these places and these meetings trying to conduct business i'm seeing i can tell by the way they look at me and by their body language Mm -hmm. that they don't really want me there or my presence is not welcome oh yeah that's always the case. So I had a manager try to say, well, I'm, you know, I got a little bit of Indian in me. And he was like, in the summertime, I get a little dark. And I said, bro, don't do that. And literally, <laughs> that's, that's just, literally on, on on a call with two managers, bro, I said, bro, don't. I literally had to catch myself because I said, bro, don't. I said, no disrespect, but don't do that because yeah. that's not the same thing. Not you getting tan in the summertime is not being black through the summer, winter, spring, summer and fall Mm-mm. like you don't get to try to you can't feel what I have until you put this fucking skin on to where when I walk somewhere or go somewhere or all the times me and her done went into restaurants that are four or five star restaurants mm-hmm. people think I'm an athlete mm-hmm. you know as opposed to just a black motherfucker who paid his dues mm-hmm. and he's here because he can be um on his Instagram stories the other day, two chains, mm-hmm. he went through the same thing. He didn't want to use a private jet to go to Nashville, Tennessee to do his show. So he took Delta mm-hmm. riding first class. And he was like the white lady. He had a picture and he he's like, she asked me, who do I play for? You know, of course, two chains. always got he's these not, chains yeah. on. He's six, five, six, six. He riding in first class. So they was like, who do you play for? And he was like, I don't play for nobody. He's yeah. like, I just work. Sports and, is not the only way to make it. Yeah, you know what I mean? But it's good that he didn't say rapping either because. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But the point of the matter is he's still there. And he got a degree and shit before he even did any of this. Exactly. And he's taking whatever he's making from the music industry and putting it other places as well. He has rental properties. He has houses. He just like uh, Slim Thug and them in Houston and Rick Ross in Miami, they bought up restaurants. This whole buy back the block thing and the hip hop industry is real with certain rappers. Mm -hmm. But the thing about it is when when going back to talking about the lack of the presence of a lack of blackness, I've come in contact with so many black men in Dallas that we went to a place the other day a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. and normally every time I've been somewhere I've went to certain parties with certain people I've been asked to bring in women because I know a lot of women you got the (laughs) hoes So at this point in time, we were at this event mm-hmm. and we, le- well, we actually left our event, went to another event yeah. and it was just me and it was like six of y'all. Mm-hmm. It was six women. So one guy who knows a guy six that I know, man. you're so crazy. <laughs> so it was one guy who knew a guy that I know and he came to me. He's like, bro, what is it about you? Every time I'm around you, he's like, you got a gang of bitches with you. And I said, this is mm-hmm. not that kind of party. Like these are people I literally, I was like, these are people I actually genuinely fuck with. And these people are like family and friends to me. Mm-hmm. So it's not that way. But these people who are saying these things are people who are corporate professionals that if you looked at their Instagram mm-hmm. or if you saw them out, you wouldn't even think that they talk this way. Mm-hmm. It's They only, 
So the prime example of what we're talking about, you only talk the way you really, you only show who you are around people like me. And that's what I was saying when I said anytime you have to try to change make, yourself. Yeah, that, because we all know we have to play the game to a certain extent. Yeah. I mean, I won't say that anybody who does that is just not being true to themselves. Of course. It, it's a requirement at this point. If you want to make any kind of money. Exactly. But yeah, when you have to kind of just gauge who you are and say and only talk certain ways yeah. around certain types of people. Yeah. And that's me. I mean, it's just like the time the times I've talked about racism since January. Mm -hmm. Spider's been in the studio. Mm -hmm. Who is Spider? You may ask. He's our DJ, our VJ. He's a I white think guy. They know who Spider is. They now. should. <laughs> but the thing about it is, I, he's an open-minded individual. He ain't an open-minded white man. He's an open-minded individual. Mm -hmm. So I knew from meeting Spider initially and him sitting in on certain conversations we've had on the podcast that I could voice my opinion about whites mm -hmm. and then not be seen as this is a racist nigga. And you know that also, too, because he took it outside of the studio. He took it to social media. Anytime you yeah. have a true supporter, yeah. and I, and people, we've talked about this before, yeah. we have white people that say, oh, I support what you're doing, yeah. but... Where are you? <laughs> Where are you but at? I always see Spider liking something yeah. or commenting yeah. or, or giving a shout yeah. out or something just, like that. I just love the show anyway. <laughs> so, to, and since you're on the podcast, Spider, and nobody ever really hears you talk, I tell you, you can speak anytime. What is it that you do like about the podcast, or why do you like it? And you because you, it is so open and yeah. honest, and that's the thing. Like we record quite a few shows here, and uh, quite a few of them have black hosts. Yeah. And like I get a lot of man, I'm sorry, man. I don't, you know, I, I'm like I don't want. An apology. I want you to talk exactly how you want to talk. I want to hear what you have to say, you know. And like, if you're holding back, then I'm not hearing what you really I'll, have to say. And then, what are you learning from? Like, not right. to be funny, if somebody doesn't really hang out with black people, and then they get the opportunity to be around black people, and you and we change it to make you feel comfortable, yeah. then you're not really getting a real black experience. And the thing about, I tell people all the time, if it's a white guy, okay, let's just take Spider since he's here. If if Spider leaves this studio goes home, sits on his couch, smokes a blunt, eat a sandwich, and he sees some on TV, like let's just say you flipping and you go by VH1 or Bravo or wherever these Real Housewives shit go, mm -hmm. and he see Real uh -huh. Housewives, yeah, and he see Real Housewives of Atlanta, and he be like, these crazy black, or he ain't gonna even gotta say black, if he just be like, these crazy bitches, mm -hmm. because he's white, somebody, if, if it was a video and that went out, they gonna be like, oh, he said crazy bitches about, mm -hmm. nigga, I say crazy bitches about white ones I, when I'm driving, if a white too. person cut me off, I'd be like, you privileged piece of shit, like it don't make me racist it means this one fucking idiot mm -hmm. is the one I'm talking about if Spider sees somebody rob a store and it's a black person or they cut somebody off and he be like man get your black you are black get your black ass out of this lane it doesn't make him racist but we put so much pressure on emphasis white people on and, and emphasis white. on black and white and it's like this motherfucker could have just saw somebody who wronged him and said you black piece of shit it don't mean as a whole cause I look and I be like you white piece of shit I'm not racist but you are a piece of shit for doing what you did. We have to work on not generalizing everybody. Mm -hmm. We have to work on not hating people. And we have to work on just fucking being who we are. Yeah. I tell you all the time, some days I'd be like, I don't feel like dealing with no white folks today. But yeah. I don't mean like spider. I just said that yesterday. Yeah. And I'm fucking too. with Spider today. <laughs> but it doesn't mean all white people. It just means I've dealt a with some white folks kind. at work mm -hmm. who are, they don't realize their privilege, they're using their privilege, and then they laughing about other shit, or they, like, that's what I mean. Mm -hmm. I don't mean I hate white people. It's just, sometimes you just have a, a, every black person has a white piece and a white person odometer. And it's sad that there's so much going on now. Yeah. It's like you almost have to over explain. You, you really do. What you mean. When well, you I'm not doing that. I'm only doing that on the 
podcast for people to make it plain. Mm-hmm. But the people, like I always say, the people who know me, they know me. Mm-hmm. And they, that's all that matters. That's all at that the matters. Because people it, are going to make judgments. Period. Mm-hmm. Long term, period. That's it. So that was my. What is your perspective on black presence? You know, it ain't one here. No, we, that's, that's why we work so hard to try to build one for it to be here. No, that's why I just said I gave it as far as the difference between the number of black yeah. people. Just you know, they're black because we even it. try to. We work so hard a lot of times too. Like right now, we're working with a couple of people in other states to where we're like, we need y'all to bring this here. Mm-hmm. We'll put it on. We need you to bring it here because we need this splash of culture. Mm-hmm. We need some blues and greens and reds and all of that on this canvas mm-hmm. that we do not have. So we're gonna talk about perspective of Kanye West. Spider, I'm actually that you kicked this off from some of the stuff that you've heard. I know you were saying you wanted to talk a little bit about it. What is the, I guess, what's the most interesting thing that you think Kanye has said thus far? Uh, as far as what he said, it was a lot of the TMZ interviews. That interview was like 30 minutes long. And like he, uh, he talks a ton about uh, being manipulated by the media, you know, people being manipulated in general and how uh, they they want you to think from a perspective of hate, basically, True. and I think that's why he threw the slavery comment out there mm-hmm. to prove that point. Yeah. He's like, he spent 30 minutes talking about uh, listening to each other with love in your heart and that kind of things, and then he threw out the slavery comment, and that's the one and thing that happened. they focused on, mm-hmm. right? And most of the people haven't don't even know the interview is that long, yeah. you know, or haven't taken the time to listen. I didn't even to know it. until yeah, you it said that. Se- it's a separate interview from the one that we were talking about this yeah, morning with Charlemagne. Uh huh. Yeah. So they took that little snippet and yeah, I mean it was five seconds out of thirty minutes, and when he, he had a good message, mm-hmm. and to prove his point, I think he threw that out there. Now there's a lot more to it, I'm sure. Yeah. This is just like kind of in general what I've seen. Like he's been uh, wearing the hat. And, mm-hmm. you know, to prove a point, yeah. to get people to talk about a specific thing, yeah. even though his message is something different. Yep. Yeah. And look how people are killing him, though. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's what whatever. Me- and the thing about it is when they finally go back and listen to the full interview or maybe on his album, because, you know, he's mysterious and oh, he yeah. just drops shit. He probably going he he could if he goes back on his album and says, I said what I said to prove a point. His point has been proven. Mm-hmm. His point has been proven. If I've talked to 50 people. Everybody's against him except maybe two or three people. Yeah, and, and you know and you why have though? More people that aren't, but they're afraid to say. They're afraid they to say it because aren't. they don't want that backlash. Exactly. Well, I'm saying, and I'm not against Kanye, and I don't think Kanye's crazy, but I do mm-hmm. think just like anything else, like with um, Jim Carrey when he went mm-hmm. off the scene and he came back talking like this Scientology shit, mm-hmm. like, and he was like uh, talked about if you get married, why would you want to get married and put the government in your business? If you love somebody, you keep that shit to yourself mm-hmm. and you work amongst yourself and you build your home, mm-hmm. like people. When people start telling the truth, that's when we deem them crazy. Mm-hmm. Right? We deem them crazy, and 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 social me- and media would deem them crazy because they know they own to something. Mm-hmm. Right? Those are the kind of people that get killed off. And one thing I learned because I went to school for media and broadcasting, the number one thing and the number one money maker is racism. Mm-hmm. That's why, like he said, the media will paint that picture because the more we're at odds with each other and fighting each other, we're doing the country a favor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because people will spend a, ma- a lot of money to show hate and how much they right. hate and people will spend a, mon- a lot of money to 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 pro 
to talk about and say whose race is the power, most powerful race. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like that shit makes no fucking sense. I definitely don't think Kanye is crazy. I will say that I don't necessarily agree with everything that he says, but I also know that I don't know what the grand scheme of things is, is which is yeah. why I totally agree with um, T.I. when TMZ caught him, or TMZ or the paparazzi, I can't yeah. remember who it was, but they caught him and they asked him what he thought about some of the comments that he was making. He was just saying, don't be too quick to judge. Let's let it play out and see where he's going with yeah. it. And I mean, I think that's the best that you can do for anybody that's yeah. willing to put themselves out there in that light and speak their mind and speak their personal truth, whatever it may all, be. But why are we always, if, if we don't agree with something, why do we always have to be wrong or crazy? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you, it's unfortunate, and that's why so many people are guarded with the things that they say. Yeah, to be funny that I, I'm surprised that I've been on the mic as much as I've been because yeah. you know how I am. Yeah. I don't like to be, you know, to put your information and yeah. business out there. So I think that's one of the main reasons why people should be mindful about not being so quick to pass judgment. And I repeat it, uh, just like I said on the last one. I think from my perspective, when he said it was a choice to be a slave, I think he was literally speaking from the perspective of you have a choice to live continuously doing these things or die for something that you believe bigger in. Now, I think he should have announced that because you can use, like we've used, the Nat Turner. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not to be funny, even Martin Luther King. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he could have been one of those people because I've heard stories from, you know, my mom and my grandmother on the news and how they showed stuff now Mm -hmm. against, like, you know, you'll have some people in the back of a Trump rally saying blacks support Trump. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, back when Martin Luther King was marching, you had other black people that was like, stop doing this, nigga. Mm -hmm. Like, you getting us killed. Mm -hmm. You getting us targeted because you are per, you know, trying to change shit. Stop trying to change shit. Mm -hmm. Well, if it's not for people, not putting Kanye on that level, but again, if we ain't putting Kanye and other people on that level, who else is going to be the next Martin Luther King, the next Malcolm X? Like, it's just like the whole Jordan thing. Like, people are so scared to say LeBron is the best player. Mm -hmm. Like, Jordan time is past. Let this nigga live and he is, to me, better than fucking Jordan. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the points that he was making in the interview that he did with Charlemagne was he was saying a lot of times uh, white people will let you talk about the Martin Luther Kings let you talk about the Rosa Parks because those people are so far removed they're safe to talk yeah. about he was like let's talk about who it is here who and can now. change now mm-hmm. and Kanye has an influence I've heard I don't know if it's rumored that he got 300 or 3,000 acres of land in Wyoming and he's trying to build his own town and city out there how many niggas you know in Wyoming none how many <laughs> niggas you know will move there if Kanye builds a whole fucking town a lot of them oh yeah just to say that they live there just to say that they live there and that's the uh, people are so I guess black people so used to being followers yeah. or being told what yeah, to do, what to where do. To we go. don't know how to fucking and think goes, for ourselves that goes back to the black presence how we were talking about yeah. doing certain events and stuff it's like you almost have to lay out the red carpet in front of them and to say, get y'all niggas huh? to come out yeah yeah y'all niggas <laughs> Because y'all always want something for mm-hmm. nothing, or like you said, it's like your mentality is a follower's mentality mm-hmm. because you don't know how to lead, and you got a lot of followers trying to lead, mm-hmm. and all you're doing is following, going in a circle, which means there's no fucking growth. Mm-hmm. It's gonna take one nigga that's like, I'm fucked this shit, I'm I'm tired of walking mm-hmm. in a circle, I'm gonna walk outside of this. That's why you see the same black people at the same events all all the fucking time. It's, it's nobody no, new, it's and no it's nobody different. Going out, anymore. it's none, and that's why I don't go out. We that's, travel or yeah. we work with other people to bring shit here because I'm sick of these fucking people doing the same shit and if you do something outside of that it's a problem Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense I had another thing I was gonna jump to but I fucking forgot but I do think it's important to give Kanye a break Mm -hmm. and 
Black people need to learn when to shut the fuck up and some things you need to not put out on social media. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you haven't like created an educated thought Mm -hmm. to speak. Like you could be reckless. And this goes with Kanye. Mm -hmm. I think what Kanye did, what he said was not meant to be taken this way. I think he should have put a little bit more context on it. Mm -hmm. I think he should have went a little bit more in depth to explain himself. But for me, like I said, I think when he talks about having a choice, it's more so of like Nat Turner, the Martin Luther King's, the Malcolm X's who said, I'm going to stand up and start doing something different because if I don't, my people will, you know, we will perish. And at the end of the day, I think you also have to remember that he doesn't owe any, he doesn't owe anything none of us owe anybody anything anything. like and you also had to put yourself in his shoes like if you were on that platform what would you do what would you fucking like what would you say and and you don't know the rooms he's been in exactly and he's been in higher up places than you Mm -hmm. have now the one thing i loved about him he tweeted randomly last week and somebody he was saying something to the extent and i'm paraphrasing where he was like i'm he was basically saying, I'm like, I'm the Malcolm X. I'm mm-hmm. that Turner. I'm I'm that new person. Now, anytime we deem and give our self-proclaimed, you know, give us ourselves self-proclaimed names, people are going to challenge it. Mm-hmm. But the thing I love that he said something about Harriet Tubman. He was like, the under, Harriet Tubman had the uh, underground railroad. Mm-hmm. He was like, I'm taking the overground hell road. Mm-hmm. And this is why he's so smart to me. And I may name this overground hell road. Mm-hmm. And the reason I said that is so dope because he's not sneaking anybody out under the ground like Harry Tubman to freedom. He's not, he may be mentally setting some people free by some of the things he said, because at this point in time, we are no longer or legally can't be enslaved physically, Mm -hmm. but mentally you can be enslaved. Mm -hmm. So him, by him saying, I'm taking the overground hell road to do what he's doing, Mm -hmm. speak as reckless as he's speaking and not hiding. He's doing it overground. And he know it's going to be a hell of a road to get people to see what he fucking doing or trying to do. Mm-hmm. Even with the Make America Great Again, a lot of people got mad at that. I was ignorant enough when Trump first came out. I didn't even think Make America Great Again, meaning maybe industrially we're mm-hmm. trying to rebuild the inside of America, building a wall wrong. But I get what he's trying That's to say. Because certain groups took it to mean what they wanted. What they it to wanted mean. It to so mean. you, of course, you had yeah. people that were longtime racists exactly. saying, "Oh yeah, let's take our country back. back. Let's do this." And then and you, and so. then you have black people that are saying, "Oh, well, this is not your country." And then you have, you know, Mexicans that are like, oh, "Build a wall. We built this place." You mm-hmm. know, and I get all of that. Mm-hmm. But maybe he could have explained it more. Maybe he was wrong for saying that. Not saying I side with Donald Trump because mm-hmm. I don't side with his agendas. But if I'm thinking in context playing devil's advocate here and I'm saying let's make America great again like I said on the last podcast mm-hmm. when is the last time you've seen Sears and Roebuck and all these big foundations happening and being created it's just now starting to happen with the Facebooks and the Twitters and you know all these other companies that are being built mm-hmm. one thing if I really listen to the policies of Trump I don't like but he has always been about it. he never said black or white he just said let's make this country better again let's bring these businesses back let's bring this and this and that back now Maybe that's an opportunity for us to get certain things. It's not saying again that I agree with Trump's agenda because yeah. I do feel like the Trump administration has tried to turn Obama's. Yeah, I think they tried to turn Obama's presidency into monkey oil. And what I mean by monkey oil, if you ever know in history's terms, some of the strongest um, people we had in history to like Nat Turner, mm-hmm. they took their bones and they made oils out of them and they sold their pieces off. They wanted to dismantle his legacy and pretty much make him nothing in mm-hmm. history. So when I say monkey oil, that's what I mean by what they trying to do to Obama's you know administration they trying to just fuck it up to where his name is fucked and make it like everything he did was fucked and up and 
that's the, that speaks to the greatness of us as well because yeah. it doesn't matter what you say it doesn't matter yeah. what you like he's still the greatest to me yeah but I think black people what I would say to black people is learn to listen mm-hmm. I mean learn to listen learn to have an open mind whether it be Trump speaking whether it be Obama speaking mm-hmm. and I remember the last time I voted uh, was when Obama first got elected and he was up against McCain and people was like oh I'm voting for Obama off top and I said I'm not voting for Obama just because he's black yeah. I matched up his policies with McCain's and I matched up his policies Obama versus Obama McCain had great policies can't talk about it right now that was almost 10 years ago I don't have I don't remember <laughs> but I knew his policies were for the people mm-hmm. and then halfway through his campaign it turned for the Republican Obama's always was for the people mm-hmm. we hope us we hope uh, that was yes, all we can. yes we can that mm-hmm. was always what he was preaching and a lot and what did black people do because he didn't say shit directly for black people mm-hmm. people's like oh he wasn't a great pro- president That's what did he do again. what did he do for black people a president is not supposed to do for one demographic mm-hmm. it's to take care of all fucking people obama did his best in that administration to take care of all people mm-hmm. also remember this obama is the president but he does not run the motherfucking office mm-hmm. It's the people in the cabinet that do. And that's because, again, everybody puts pressure on whoever they think is in charge at that time or whoever is at a certain level, not realizing that you can make your own impact in your own way. Yeah. Like, and it's important because you you can't think about progression without thinking about inclusion. So when you just say, oh, black people, this black people, that black, like, no, you have to have white people. You have to have Hispanics. You have to have all these people. We need really each other. Progress. We need each other. If you take blacks away from America and you take Mexicans away from America and we were never here and take Indians away, there will be a lot of shit that's not going on. Mm-hmm. If you take whites away and you take all other ones away and, you know, you have just people here, black people here, it's going to be still be something missing. Mm-hmm. We all add something to us. Too. If you make chili, mm-hmm. if you are a person who makes chili and you say, I make a bum chili and all you do is make the shit out of a motherfucking can <laughs> and you sprinkle pepper and salt in it, then you're done. No. Where's the extra meat? Where's the cheese? Where's the paprika? Why where's the, the chili powder? Why is there a can in the first place? Why is there a Get fucking that shit. Get rid of the motherfucking can. Mm-hmm. That's not chili. Mm-hmm. So in order to make great chili, it takes multiple things and ingredients to make that. We're going to wrap it up. You acting like the church. I see the time, <laughs> Artiza. I'm about to speed through it. People's <laughs> feedback on the previous podcast were appreciated, man. A lot of people oh, love yeah. the wig oh, episode. Um, I, 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 it you was know, good. I was just speaking my mind. I got so much feedback from there. So many texts, so yeah. many inbox messages. It was hilarious. And I, every yeah. single time somebody sent me something, it forced me to go back and listen to it again. And yeah. I was cracking up like it was the first time. Yeah. I heard it. I always tell Arteza, I'll be like, I wonder when it's going to be that one episode that just makes it to where we make it to another level of what we're already doing. Mm-hmm. And I always think about, I go back to thinking about the read and people who really follow podcasts, you should know about the read. It's, um, I forgot the guy's name. It's Crystal and Kid Fury. Kid Fury from Miami. He came to New York. Uh, Crystal was from Oklahoma. They moved to New York. They created a podcast. She's mm-hmm. lesbian. He's gay. Mm-hmm. They took off. But and they, they took did off one episode about, about Beyonce. Beyonce. I think they were a year in. They did an episode about Beyonce. And it's like the shit just took off and it's been wildfire since then. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of how the wig episode felt to me because we kept getting so much <laughs> feedback. And I'm like, don't tell me I'm going to blow up from talking about motherfuckers' wigs. I know. <laughs> like, I've done all this shit in the My game friend. and y'all going to blow me up over a wig? <laughs> My friend 
friends were like, girl, he know more about wigs than we do. And guess what? I didn't really. This is just how smart I am to see. And I just think y'all should have a motherfucking sweatband under that motherfucker. The way I see some of y'all sweating. And honestly, why cut a lot of women? And I'm going to get off this. You cut your long hair to start wearing a motherfucking wig. I don't understand. If you're going to get a short haircut, why the fuck would you go get a wig? Don't cut your fucking hair. Yeah. Get a short wig. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to cut see, your... But, and that's how my wig came about because it, after we broke up... I don't want to talk about your wig. <laughs> no, listen, I have to say this. Go ahead. Because anybody knows me, they're like, oh, why are you wearing wigs anyway? Because I do have long hair. Yeah. So my wig came about because I made the decision after we broke up. I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I just need a fresh start. I just want a new look. Yeah. I want... So I hit up my stylist and I was like I need to get my hair cut yep. and so she was acting like what you, you gonna, gonna do cut all this hair? and so she said she was gonna do it I was surprised but when I got there she was like bitch I'm not cutting your hair she was like <laughs> I made you this wig yeah. so. and this is what you're gonna do so the last thing we're gonna talk about and then we're gonna get up out of here broken happy I wanted to talk about this man because people say you could be broken happy what does that mean um I'm broken happy so I know exactly what it means. I'm with you. I'm broken happy. I'm happy because I'm hanging around people that I fucking love to be around. Mm-hmm. Uh, people like Artesia, people like Mike, people like, uh, uh, well, Spider. Yes. I'm going to give him his street name. <laughs> people like, you know, Spider and, you know, Frank Minicon, Harper, uh, you know, the homie Kim, uh, Drina, uh, Joe Shaw, uh, Kayla Faye. Everybody. Everybody in the group. Like, everybody that I fuck with, my mom, like, people who support me. The reason I wanted to talk about being broken, unhappy over the last year broken is because, happy. broken happy is because my experience over the last year it's been hard being broke, but mm-hmm. we've leveled up so much over me, and and I'm not broke because of bad deals or bad choices. Bad choices. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm investing in myself, mm-hmm. so that has made me happy because I've invested in myself, which has caused other people like you. You've already invested in me, but other people who believe in what we're doing mm-hmm. to invest in us. So to be broken happy, it happens because do something that you love to do. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna be broke, be happy by making sure your bills paid. Mm-hmm. Making sure you're investing in yourself, whether it be going back to school, finding you a new job, dumping that badass nigga, dumping that badass bitch who ain't nothing for you. That's how I'm broken happy. Mm -hmm. Just last week, you offered me some money and I said, no, I want to feel this motherfucking struggle. Mm -hmm. Nigga, I was eating oatmeal for dinner, spider. Oatmeal in the morning with a cup of coffee. Wing it all day with water. Oatmeal at night. And she was willing to save me from that. But I said, I need to feel every bit of this fucking struggle. So I don't want to feel like she always give me money if I need right. it. So I just b- do stupid shit. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to feel this shit to where I know what I'm working for and why I'm working for it. Mm-hmm. And the thing about oatmeal is better in the morning than it is in the goddamn <laughs> evening. <time. laughs> you had all day to think about it. All day to think about it. I was just like, damn. And Artesi hit me up and she was like, I respect you. She's like, but you know you don't have to do this. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I know I don't, but it's not your job to take care of me. These are choices I made. I wanted to run a business. I wanted to build a business. This is the infancy stages. It's difficult. It's hard. It builds character. But oh, what a motherfucking story and book it's going to be one day. Mm -hmm. Because I just told you on last week, I said, I don't feel like my job is to do a corporate job anymore. You know, I'm still doing it now, but eventually it's going to fade. And like I told her, I was like, I've never felt more... Um, alive. alive and inspired to do the things that I feel are meant for me to do than now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I lose a job or whatever, I'd rather live in an efficiency and pay that money and have an office open and something else because I believe in what I'm doing that strong. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to be broke people, 
Please be happy being broke. Be broke for a reason. Not yeah. for shoes. Not for clothes. Not for food. Not for not men. For not for women. Not yeah. for stunting. Not for being a $30,000 millionaire. Be broke because you have a purpose and that purpose you feel like everybody else needs to see that purpose. So you are investing in yourself and investing in that purpose and that's how the fuck you become broke and motherfucking happy. Be sure to keep up with all things The Reality Is by going to www.therealityis.com. Also follow us at The Reality Is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can listen to previous podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spreaker, and we've just been added to iHeartRadio, so be sure to check that out. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, be sure to email us at info at therealityis.com. Last but not least, be sure to leave us a rating or review, and all of those who have done that thus far, we appreciate it. I want to give some shout-outs, man. I want to give a shout-out to the homie Gabriel Silva out of Houston and his mom, Tim. Tiffany Silver, man, I look forward to, to kicking it with you guys again soon. Shout out to the homie Alex Martin. Check him out on social media at I am Alex Martin. He's a dope ass videographer and photographer here in Dallas. Shout out to the homie Franklin Dale Williams, aka Poster Boy. <clears throat> he is my creative uh, manager. Creative <coughs> content me. director. Yeah, for Roberts Media Group and the reality is. So all this cool shit that you see being put up on Instagram, it has been formulated and created by the homie Poster Boy, man. I appreciate you, man, and I love you like a brother. You know that. Shout out to his beautiful wife, Chastity, who holds him down. Shout out to Mike Zavala of MZ Studios man shout out to the homie a spider who's sitting right in front of me uh shout out to my mom congratulations on moving again congratulations on your new move yes move back home yes back home <coughs> back to oak cliff to oak cliff to the gentrified the, area the gentrified version of oak cliff yeah but you know what the thing i love about you is you are doing something to build your community mm-hmm. and you did that with it with that in mind when you move mm-hmm. so big ups to you on the new and move congratulations yep i'm proud of you Thank you. <clears throat> a lot of times we don't tell each other that, but I am proud of you. I love you. I think you're doing something amazing. I think you should keep it up, and I'm going to stop because she'll start crying. Somebody. No, I'm not going to cry. Let that wind blow in here, and she'll tear up. So I just give her three no. compliments, and then I got to move on. I'm not going to cry. But I, I am proud appreciate of you. appreciate it. Because you're doing big things, and like I tell you, you inspired me, and you motivate me, because there's no way I can have a business partner, a girlfriend, or whatever you've been in my life, because you don't wear a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't have you out doing me, and I ain't even trying to do nothing. So thanks for making me be competitive. <laughs> <laughs> Alright man We about to get up Out of here man Like I tell y'all I always remember The inhale Courage to excel Success I hope you guys Enjoyed the, the CC Lines interview CC thank you again For coming out yes. And uh, like I told you guys I posted on social media The other day If you want somebody To be on the podcast Who you feel like Goes and fits the vibe Or the reality is Let me know Gotta fit the vibe Gotta fit the vibe Email us at info What the reality is And if you want me To be on somebody else's podcast Whether it's locally Or outside of Texas Inbox me Or send my information To them And I don't mind Being on their podcast I just prefer it to be A little bit rugged Grimy and honest I'm out this bitch Alright Has it been a while since you flipped that thermostat from heat to cool? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services before you do for an $88 AC start and check to make sure your AC is in tip-top shape. Griffith specializes in carrier, but services all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Your local carrier expert. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids, what children reported days after getting the shot, and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. 
Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.